Today we talk about donor eggs. I'm Dr. Mark Amos, and this is Taco About Fertility Tuesday. Just like nobody says, I can't wait to have a kid and have a doctor involved. No one says, I can't wait to use someone else's eggs to get pregnant. Using donor eggs is something that no one wants to do, but it is something that many people have to do. I personally have some experience with this because we thought we were going to need to use donor eggs to get pregnant again because my wife's egg reserve was very poor when we were younger, and so we just assumed when we got older and we were finally able to afford fertility, we'd have to use donor eggs. Matter of fact, when we did get pregnant, I had friends of mine who knew our problems and assumed we did use donor eggs, but we actually didn't. But I can tell you in the very beginning, before we even had our first pregnancy, I wasn't so much against donor eggs, but I really didn't want to use them. And mainly because I grew up with my father always saying to me that blood is most important. And that one time I even mentioned him how we were thinking about adopting a kid. And he said to me that he doesn't know if he could love him as much because they weren't blood, which was really shocking to me because in the end, I mean, is it really that important? And now that I have had a pregnancy and we were going into the second pregnancy, I wasn't worried about using donor eggs. And not because I didn't have the fears that were put in from my father or still the concerns that, wow, this won't be our genetics. But because I had a better understanding at that point that my kids were never my genetics, that I learned that my kids are really the DNA from my parents And that what makes them them doesn't make me me. See, the things that make you you are portions of the DNA that your parents gave you that came from their parents. That's why we don't all look the same or otherwise all siblings will look the same. And so when you have that one sibling that looks really different than the rest, it wasn't the milkman. It was just that that was a portion of DNA that got passed along that maybe didn't have all the attributes that the other person did. I'm not kidding. When my son was born, I truly looked at him and thought, he doesn't look anything like me. And it just shows you how interesting genetics are. And then later, he started looking more like me. But in the beginning, he didn't. And I could truly say that that DNA probably came from my wife's side because it did look like what her siblings looked like. But the biggest thing that really made me never be afraid of using donor eggs was I really realized that my kids were my kids not because of DNA, but because of the way we raised them. And there were times I wish they had my DNA. I wish they had my memory. I had some of the things I I have. But the point is, is that when people say, oh, they're just like you, they really are like me because of the things they learn from me. When someone says your kid looks like you, what they're really saying is that funny feature you have Your kid has that too. That's what they're saying. Because in the end, we all have two eyes, one nose, one mouth. 
two ears. It's that funny feature about you that your kid has is what they're saying looks like you. And so we all desire to have a kid from our own DNA. What I can tell you from personal experience is, is that what I'm most proud about with my kids is not what they look like, but how they have learned from me to be a nice person, to eventually become successful. And none of that comes from DNA. Now, you will will hear people talk about how, well, when the baby's in you, it can change the DNA. And although that sounds fake, it is sort of true. Now, it can't change the DNA, meaning like the actual DNA gets rewritten over. But there is what's called epigenetic phenomenon. And what epigenetics means is that things can change which genes are turned on and off. So in utero, depending what the environment is like, it can turn on certain genes and turn off certain genes that will then affect the way the baby will not just look, but also things that may develop in their life. But my goal wasn't just to talk to you about why you should feel comfortable using donor eggs. I wanted to talk about the process because you may have to use them. And I want to talk about who should use them. So enough about my story. Let's talk about your story. However you came to the decision, you're now ready to use donor eggs. So the question first comes, who needs them? There are some people who absolutely need to use donor eggs. This would be people who went into menopause. And although it's very rare, people can go into premature ovarian failure even at age 20. And so in that situation, they can't use their own eggs and need to use donor eggs. Other people might be in a situation where they can get pregnant with their eggs, but because they have such severe diminished ovarian reserve, or their chances are so low with their own eggs, they may choose to use someone else's eggs to improve their chances of coming away successful. The third situation is when someone has a disease state. For example, they have issues with their DNA and they don't want to use their DNA, they will sometimes use donor eggs. So the next question then comes up is, how do you get donor eggs? Is there just a bank you can go get them at? Well, there is. And there are basically a few ways you can use donor eggs. The first way is what's called a fresh donor. This is where someone goes through IVF for you and you get all their eggs. The second option is what are called frozen donor eggs. This is a person that has already gone through IVF and their eggs are frozen and then usually small aliquots of those eggs are then sold to other people. In addition, donors can either be anonymous that you've never met before or it can be someone you're familiar with, such as like a sister or a cousin. Now, there's not one really better than the other, but there are differences. So let's start first with the fresh donor. Now, most donors that you pick are going to be women under age 30. I really wouldn't recommend a donor over 30 unless it was a specific situation where maybe it was a certain culture that's hard to get, then it makes sense. But otherwise, you want to be under 30. Now, if you're using an anonymous donor, they're almost always going to be under 30. A family member is a different situation. Yes, a 37, 38-year-old donor is not great, but if it's your sister, it's worth it. And so you have to take that into the equation. With a fresh donor, one of the benefits is you get all the eggs. 
That means if you're wanting a big family and wanting more than just one pregnancy, it's the best option to go with because you're going to get all the eggs. And that means every embryo made, you have them for the future. And so you could potentially have more than one pregnancy. Whereas with frozen donor eggs, you're buying an aliquot of eggs, usually six or eight eggs. You can buy more, but it costs more. The thought process behind donor eggs is that you're going to have one pregnancy. The expectation should be if you get six eggs, you're probably going to get about two embryos, maybe a third one. If you purchase eight eggs, you're looking at somewhere around more three to four embryos. One of the difficulties of using fresh donors is that the person has to go through the cycle. So let's say you're using someone from a college, they may not be able to do it till the summertime. So the timing is going to change because you have to bring someone out and that can also be more expensive because now you have to pay for the donor. Sometimes you even have to pay for the agency who found the donor. You have to pay for room and board. You have to pay for travel. So fresh donors tend to cost more money. But again, if you're trying to build a family, it's definitely one of the ways to go because you get all the eggs and all the embryos. But just keep in mind that it's also going to take longer because you have to now work around the donor's schedule. One of the greatest benefits of frozen donors is that they're already made. So as soon as you want to start, you thaw the eggs and you inseminate them, which means technically, if you started your transfer process on that day, you could be transferring an embryo within three weeks. Now, realistically, most people are four to six weeks, but the point is, it is a much faster process. Donor eggs, especially frozen, are very successful. Since everyone is under 35, with two embryos being transferred, you're looking around a 60 to 70% live birth rate. There are multiple banks that you can order eggs from. I'm not going to list them here because I don't want to offend someone from not listing one of theirs. But what I can tell you is there are very large banks, there are small banks, there are even boutique banks. So, for example, if you're Indian or Chinese and you want certain banks, you can go to those specific banks. There's even full Asian banks, tons of banks out there. The cost of eggs is going to change based off of certain characteristics. Unfortunately, at most places, they charge more for different ethnicities. At our clinic, we actually don't. We charge the same price regardless if it is someone from Asian descent, Indian descent, no matter what. We don't charge more. We don't think that's fair. Now, in fairness to the other places, they probably pay the donor more, which is why they're charging more. So when you're ready to start the donor process, if you're using the fresh donor, the clinic will figure out the schedule, they'll have the donor go through, and then when the donor goes to retrieval, your partner will then give the sperm and they'll fertilize the eggs and make embryos. Then, when you're ready to do the transfer, they can either build your lining up and be ready to do a fresh transfer right when the embryos are made, or at a later time they can build up your lining and you can do a transfer like anyone would in a frozen transfer. The same goes with the frozen eggs. Once you decide which ones you want, then what will have to happen is if it's internal at the clinic, they can thaw them and start making embryos. If you are purchasing embryos, I mean eggs from another clinic or let's say a bank, they'll have to be shipped to the clinic. And then what will happen is your partner will come in and give sperm. And then that sperm will be fertilized into the eggs and the embryos will be grown out. 
If you want to do a fresh transfer, then you would start building up your lining prior to the embryos being made. And then on the fifth day, you would then transfer an embryo or two. Now the scary news, the cost. Donor eggs are not cheap. Matter of fact, at most places, it's out of reach for most people. And that's why when someone has to decide whether using their own eggs or donor eggs, they usually don't get the decision to do one or the other. Now, the range of costs is very wide. Most places for six eggs is going to be somewhere between about fifteen dollars to $24,000. For eight eggs, you're looking at eighteen dollars to maybe $30,000. When it comes to fresh donors, that can be all over the place because you have the cost of the donor, which usually is somewhere between about $4,000 up to $15,000. Then you have the cost of them going through the IVF process, which can be very expensive, sometimes up to $20,000. And then you have the cost of room and board, the cost of medications. Whereas with the frozen donors, you don't have the cost of that because they've already gone through the cycle. So once you get the eggs, you're just paying now for them to be fertilized and then for them to undergo a transfer. We are a very unique clinic at New Direction. At our clinic, we do frozen donors for less than the cost of even purchasing eggs at most banks, and that includes everything. The same is true with fresh donors. We don't charge really much extra to use a fresh donor, and most of our donors, we already have set amounts of what they're paid, so that way you don't have to worry about it going up or down. Many clinics do it just like us, and so sometimes you can find it more affordable by going to a clinic and using their own bank of eggs and their donors because they've already had those prices set. However, you also are going to have limited ability of who you can use because they can't have these huge banks like the the big egg banks. And so if you want a lot of variety, you may have to go to a large egg bank. You may have to use an agency to find your donor. And you might even have to go to one of those boutique egg banks because it's a certain culture that you want that there's not a lot of donors of. In the end, donor eggs are an amazing thing. It allows people to have a family that normally couldn't. Just yesterday, I had to speak to a young woman who is under 25 who has premature ovarian failure. The only way she's going to be able to have a child is with donor eggs. It breaks my heart, but I'm happy at least know there's another option for her. The other situation that came up not too long ago was I had a patient who was 43 years of age. The chances of getting pregnant with her own eggs are very low, probably less than 10%. Now, I told her, if you go through multiple cycles, we can eventually get that normal embryo, but that could be $50,000 worth of treatment and maybe never come away successful. But with donor eggs, for $15,000 or less, she can come away with a pregnancy of around a 70% live birth rate. And so for her, that decision was easy. Sure, she wanted to use her own eggs, but she wanted to be a mother more than she cared at being her own eggs. What I tend to notice is that women tend to not care as much about this as men. Most women are just happy to be a parent, but the men tend to care a little bit more about the genetics. 
And what I would tell you, if you're in that type of relationship where your partner is struggling with that, that's normal. And what you can do is you can either talk to a counselor or maybe even make an appointment with a fertility doctor and have them talk to your husband and kind of explain some of these things. In the end, you have to do what's right for you and your family. Hopefully this was helpful for some of you who are going to need donor eggs. Maybe you just wanted to know about this, or maybe you learned about this and you can tell your friends about this. Maybe you're someone who's even thought about donating your eggs, and you can see how much this can help families. And so if it's something you're interested in, reach out to a fertility clinic. There are lots of clinics that will take your eggs, and they will actually pay you for it as well, which obviously is a nice bonus. But the best part about it is you'll be helping another family. As always, I greatly appreciate everyone that listens to the podcast. Thank you so much for telling everyone about us. We've been growing and I appreciate it. If you love us, please give us a five-star review and tell people about us. I look forward to talking next week on Talk About Fertility Tuesday.